0: Live from Las Vegas, Sports Talk, Hot Takes, and all of the bangers, Lindsey Brown and Adrian Hernandez, the Playmakers.
1: Monday, 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 welcome back to another week in this crazy game that we all call life. Hey, Lindsey. Hi, Adrian. How are you?
2: A little emotional today. Are you? But good. The kids are back in school. It got me in the feels. Oh,
1: did you drop off young sire today?
2: For the third time.
1: What grade is he going? Is he in kindergarten yet?
2: I don't know what it's called, if it's pre-K or whatever the heck, but I think he has, he's turning four. So I think he has one more year until kindergarten. Oh, okay. But this will be his third year.
1: So did you, did you cry a little bit? Did you shed a tear? Did you
2: Emotionally him, inside of me, I feel like there was tears from my heart. But on the outside, <laughs> it's kind of a situation where I'm looking at him like, oh, he's grown because he kind of first grown year at four. we look through the pictures first year. He was crying. Yep. Second year, he just seemed like an inconvenience. Like, leave me alone. Why am I holding this board? That's my first day right. of school this time. He's like, yo, it's the homies. We're building Legos. So the
1: socialization process is moving in a positive direction. That's great to hear. I guess so. Because that's where you learn how to behave is in school. Yeah. Good or bad.
2: No, 100%. But yes, uh, all the kids, all the parents around the world posting on Twitter that they've had sex with someone and created a child. Congratulations! Yeah, congrats to them. Congrats to me. We
1: are happy for you. I think earlier last week you you tweeted out exactly or no, it was your Instagram story. I think it was like a throwback to like somebody's birthday. You're like, we I had sex at your party, and that's how my son got here. I'm like, that's great to know.
2: Well, that's well because it's always a good like it was it was someone's birthday. Yeah, and I was like, thanks to you. So Jeremiah
1: was playing. Yeah,
2: thanks to you and your birth. Literally. Literally, sex. Yep. yeah, and so you know, you just gotta let people know those little tidbits about how important they are and what factor they played. Thank you for in your closet. lives. Like, hopefully, we play an important factor in your lives, whether you're listening to us naked while you're taking a shower, like we've talked or about, or on the
1: football field making babies, as you said last week. <laughs> exactly, you're just baby on the brain right now.
2: <laughs> no, honest, baby or fornicating,
1: or as you said also last week, all this podcast on that Aussie app. I would like to interact with you.
2: Yes, I, I I love interactions, and I I met up with a friend yesterday.
1: Did you? We we,
2: we caught up, and, and I haven't seen him lady in six friend? months. No, a homie. A homie. Uh, it, Ladies can't six be months. homies. No, exactly. Are we a homie? No, it, it's a parent. It, it's a parent. That he's now a parent, and oh okay, I haven't met him or I haven't. I yeah, haven't met, not with met him.
1: the spawn yet. The I haven't met human. the
2: spawn, and I haven't met or I haven't human. seen my friend since the baby was born.
1: Because he's now a new human as well.
2: Exactly. Yes. And getting, getting the whole baby girl.
1: Oh. <gasps> Baby
2: fever might be here.
1: Oh man, we
2: need football to start immediately <laughs> so that I can <laughs> stop having these thoughts. I cannot afford this. I've kept one alive for almost four years, yep. and that's a task in it's of itself. But
1: absolutely, well, congratulations on another year of learning and exploration for you and the fam.
2: Thank you. Education that's important.
1: Um, I'm focused on more important things like my next tattoo.
2: Oh, would you like to hear
1: what I'm going to be getting? Wow. Or at least an option.
2: See, I should have. This. I, I have feel like two
1: options. Right now I got the option of of something that I wrote during a hike a few weeks ago that's been stuck in my brain for the for the agreed upon time where I'm like, this can be tattooed on your body now because it won't get out of your head. Or what you explained to me pre-show, because I've never really understood what all is fair in love and war truly meant. It's just like one of those sayings that just I never asked about because it's just status quo. He, it's status quo. And people, like, you don't want to be the person that's, I want to ask good questions, not, not questions that are like, so everybody's been saying this for years. What does it mean? Today, you not only told me what it meant, but I've retranslated this. And that's where I'm like, this, is, this could be a tattoo for perhaps myself or somebody else. It's very exciting. Instead of saying, all is fair in love and war, you should now put, anything goes when bitches and blood are involved. I like it. I think it's simple.
2: I like it. I'm gonna be honest with you. Yeah. There was a part of me that thought you were gonna say just a collage of Derek Carr. No. Like his face. No. But that yes. phrase. Not bicep
1: madness, as my uh, as my family likes to call him.
2: If you do bicep madness, because if he you,
1: kick, he kisses his biceps a lot.
2: If you okay, Hulk Hogan. All right, Derek Carr. I see you. If you do get this tattoo. Yes. I do. I want to give you some advice. Okay. Put the TM. Put the trademark there.
1: Put the TM.
2: Yes, you need to trademark this because I also feel like this should Anything
1: be- Anything goes when bitches and blood are involved? Yeah, this should okay, be TM. your cooking
2: podcast <laughs> or your- Yeah, yeah, your cooking this could, podcast. This to
1: encapsulate a lot of everything because you could fit hockey in there because you know that blood is involved, yes. right? Um, bitches, I mean, that's uh, an equal opportunity word because you're a bitch, I'm a bitch, we're all bitches yeah. at, at, one, at one point or another. This is true. Um, cooking could be involved because, you know, blood.
2: Well, it, that you and cut also, yourself. I feel like there is a market for someone to come out with a podcast to kind of go through the inkers, the the
1: intricacies,
2: intricacies. I got your word there. Of the, thank you of the Panda Express menu, the Panda, and how Express. to order, and maybe like some secret <laughs> items because you. I saw another I Panda, Panda Express bag. I didn't bag.
1: eat it today, though. I just got it for for Engineer Dad. <laughs> so now you're. I like the Now you're drug guy. dealing yeah. it for other people. Uh, basically, in this building. I had a gift card. I'm like, did you eat today? Can I help you out a little bit? And so I just like try to do something kind every day. That
2: you know? that is a good teammate. I'm not gonna fault you there. So I like yeah, that, and yeah. I love the tattoo idea. I
1: did have Panda Express yesterday and Saturday. We're taking a break. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Lindsay, <laughs> Lindsay you reached, said that last we've week. We
1: reached the point. Okay, I said that about gushers. Gushers have not been put in my mouth since I found that errant pack in my backpack after traveling home pan express i made no promises about but this is the this is the ebbs and flows of my brain or people with brains like mine because i get in like food fixations i get fixations about a lot of things but i get food fixations we'll eat the same thing every day like clockwork until it stops tasting like dopamine or it stops having the same integrity of what's being made and that's what's happened with Panda Express. I don't know if it's because I got a late batch where it's been sitting in the in the hot plate for a little bit long or if it's because it's so new. The chicken hasn't been the same the last couple of times. And so my body's automatically like, eee, well, that, we that, don't like this right now. That is such
2: an Nobody important factor that people it don't talk about factor. when you're getting food, whether you're at a buffet here in Vegas Correct. or just deciding on when to go. Because yeah. sometimes it could be a blessing when it's for 15, right before everyone yeah. gets out and trying to get the early snack yep. or dinner. It, it, timing is everything, and I think Facts. that may be the case.
1: Yeah, it's weird because I like my McDonald's McNuggets when they've been in the heat thing for a while. I don't like them fresh out the bit. I don't like them juicy. What? I don't. I, they must be dry.
2: You can't eat anything from McDonald's.
1: What? No, the it's McDonald's so by my house. stale. It, it, but it's better when it's stale-ish. Oh. It's not stale. Fries are bad when they're stale with the chicken Ew. McNuggets when they've been in like the little tray things, that's what they that's what they put them in. That's not, you know, A fryer and then into your thing. It's a fryer into this tray and then they like pull them out. I've seen it.
2: I'm, I'm willing to go here real quick. I'm just dancing. I, I ain't think about
1: nothing too controversial. It's, oh, it's just, just me. Dancing. Okay. We ain't think about nothing too controversial.
2: When it comes to nuggets, I'm not picky
1: in particular,
2: true. And whatever you enjoy, I'm, I'm not going to criticize. Thank you. I'm just I may not do the same thing, but that's okay. Different strokes for different folks. But I am willing to say right now, 308 p.m. as we kick off the playmakers for another week of hot takes. This hot take right here. Wendy's chicken nuggets are top tier fast food when it comes to nuggets. So Burger many people King? say
1: this. I don't agree. Burger I've King? i had them once when I was like seven, and they've been dead to me ever since.
2: Well, that's the thing. Yeah. When you were seven, how much has changed in the world when you were seven years there old? There
1: are french fries for one. David's a pitcher. Now Wells we have a vanilla a frosty pincher. for two. Now like I the a strawberry
2: lot. one. It's amazing. For three.
1: There's a lot changed. I don't like change, I like consistency. But
2: I want you to be willing to go try things.
1: I am at my own pace. <laughs>
2: Because, like, this weekend, I, I went to... I'm not going to
1: try Wendy's McNuggets. Why, not? Then why are you nuggets. so
2: against this? What's the part They even got, like, the four for five. Because in my, my brain, that's,
1: cheap. like, a danger no-go area. It's like, no. No. Because here's the bit. It's a lose-lose proposition. This is why I never do the booger sugar either. I'm sorry? The, the booger sugar. <laughs> if you know, you know. Somebody it's either going to be the up. greatest thing I've ever had... Or it's gonna do absolutely nothing for me. That is a lose lose situation for the reasons I have already laid out for you all today. I get hyper fixated on stuff. And that's not something I'm willing to get hyper fixated on right now, whether that's a booger sugar or some nuggets from Wendy's. I don't need that in my life right now. I need to get addicted to like muscle milk again. I need to get addicted to like chewing more gum. I need to go more than like three packs a day. Like there I went to tennis this morning and something else amazing happened to me today, too.
3: What happened? This is a
1: sign. Fernando has fallen for the first time ever. I beat Fernando at tennis today. You isn't know, this coach? No, no, this isn't coach. This is just like another. The pretentious another, dude. I, No, he's not pretentious. He's an absolute sweetheart. I think he's, he's, oh, he's like sorry a, a later note. age man. His name's Fernando, a little bit shorter. He plays tennis exactly the way my teammates would against me in high school, which was almost always victorious because I have no patience in that game. I have patience in golf. I have patience in hockey. I've learned how to manage my cortisol in both of those sports. But in tennis, I want to hit the ball hard and perfect every single time because I know I'm capable. And if I'm not even being set up by my partner to hit that ball, I get frustrated. I don't like lob back and forth. I want ground stroke winners. And that usually leads to my demise, especially against Fernando because that guy can hit a slice, and I can too. But you know what you don't do when somebody hits a slice? You hit it back at them. It's not going to work. Let me just tell you. What do you mean? Physics, it doesn't make it, it, sense. It's like a college. lot harder to make a shot out of a slice after a slice is coming towards you than it is to make a slice shot off of a, a ground stroke or just any other stroke. Because when you're trying to fight not water with water, it just all becomes one, right? Ah, you know what yes, I mean? This, is this isn't a combustion engine. I'm trying to run on a combustion engine. I'm trying to channel my inner Naomi Osaka and just baseline the hell out of it.
2: You're saying, But slices. today,
1: an adjustment was made. I was willing, and due to a couple of unforced errors by Fernando, I was victorious! Not in the way that I was looking for either, but I won. I never beat Fernando, and I never beat Fernando in a style of tennis that is not comfortable for me. Both of those happened today. He has argued the score with me multiple times. I say, how dare you, sir? I won 9-8 to eight when time is called. Fernando!
2: Are we? Can Brilliant. we get this guy on the show?
1: We, I, we might have to. I told him I was gonna say I was gonna talk about this on the show today. i was gonna I open to, up the show with this because it is that monumental of to, an update. In addition to my skin finally starting to peel on my shoulders for my sunburn, really bad a week ago, my dad also said sorry.
2: So some could say I could be the line judge in this situation. I think you—that's what they're called, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. You can be a line judge. You can be a net judge. You can be an umpire. I'll do... Let me stick
2: with my judge. You have to
1: come to tennis with me one of these mornings. It's at 7 a.m. That's when I'm going right now. I'm okay. Well, you were here at 5.30, so I figured if you're going to be working in here for that, why won't you come work with me at, at tennis?
2: How about you put it on IG Live on the bet Vegas? I turn Vegas. my
1: phone on airplane mode. Because I'm in. His I mean, zone. yeah,
2: but you talk about patience and everything. I'm like tennis. There's no room for anything. It's boing, boing. boing, I know boing, that's boing, the that's boing. the
1: thing. I was literally talking about this with my coach today. I'm like, I don't know why I get so worked up and why I think I can have all this control over tennis because I, I I hit a really good shot and that's gone. And with golf, I just I don't care as much, or I've trained myself to be like it's okay to not be good. But with tennis, I think it has to do with the cortisol levels because you're getting your your heart rate up, and because you can hit another ball so quickly. So you just want it again and again and again. Multiple hits, multiple hits, multiple hits, right? And so when it's not going well, just like Pan Express, I reject. And so right now I'm trying to work through my self-rejection in tennis because if I'm not playing up to my standard, I, I will simply start hating it. So you don't want to go to that. Like I said on Friday, I drove there and I drove back because I wasn't feeling it. Today I went. Today I went and I played the whole hour.
2: And there was a breakthrough.
1: And there was a breakthrough.
2: Here's the thing that's, yep. that's kind of going through my maybe, mind. As maybe you're talking. it fueled my
1: breakthrough here. Anything goes when bitches and blood are involved.
2: Well done. Maybe. And earlier this morning, our station's Twitter account at the Bet Las Vegas tweeted out something mm. that kind of gives me concern for your success. Why? Tomorrow, or yesterday, excuse me, Sunday, mm-hmm. was the last Sunday for a very long time that we're not going to have NFL football. Yes. And now that this is going to re enter our lives. Are you worried that your attention is going to be taken away from tennis as you're making this breakthrough?
1: You know how addicted I get to football. You know, of just like all of the sports. It's I, certainly a consideration
2: because all the bing bongness of tennis. Like, I want you to be in it. If you, if you're feeling like you're you're getting better and better and better, mm-hmm. like I want you to be committed to this. But now, oh, I'm
1: committed to the tennis. Okay, I'm trying to get committed to the sports. Can we? It's hard. It's it, like I literally hate watching sports alone. Like, I, I want to watch anything else. But if I'm with other people, if I'm, if I'm around other people and like, we're watching this together, I'm, I'm fine. That I remember What's everything. What's the difference? A person?
2: No, but that, because of the conversation, so, it like, makes it tolerable for you?
1: Well, it's not even tolerable. It's just, like, I feel that I don't remember things when I don't have other people involved. When I'm just left to my own devices, which is a lot, and so I just kind of like go off into my own mode.
2: Would you ever consider it's, a, it's taking like an notes? anchor to
1: reality? I take notes all the time, and then I get during.
2: Bored. But during the game, I, like at have home, you seen
1: my hockey no, notes?
2: But that's different. You're at the arena. That, some the of the that's box. at home. Okay, but okay, that's fair enough. Me. I'm
1: like, well, let's take notes. But that's where I'm trying to get to a point again where I can watch sports and not be on my phone. That's sure. the ba- like. There's so, a different. There's a different layer of accountability when somebody else is there because I'm influencing their experience with me by not being present so i don't want to be present when i'm when i'm alone because there's nothing there's nothing for me out here that's the problem that's deep thank you
2: that's like another tattoo yes that's a breakup instagram <laughs> caption um would you so then the whole like twitter like nba twitter or whatever twitter like being a part of the conversation as games going on it doesn't to. entice you because it's used so much to, fun. i
1: used to want to be up to date like w- with stuff going on in the nhl and then i just realized like how fleeting it is when i when i had to like start trying to participate in, in in it myself like when i first started doing this job i was like i gotta start breaking news like i gotta be all over twitter i gotta be like trying to make my voice on the social media, it goes away. And it's not even our desired platform.
2: But that's what makes it cool.
1: I know, but then I'm just sitting there with that information myself alone and then I never talk to anybody about it.
2: Well, my thing is, is like I'm not trying to break news. I'm just trying to comment on what's going on and then interact with the majority of stuff that I feel is, like, hilarious.
1: A lot of the stuff that I, like, tweet out or that I try to tweet or put up on social media, I don't even, like, actually post it because by the time I get to the post part and I've gone through, like, okay, is it spelled right? Is it right, voice? I'm like, does anybody care? Do I care? No. So I'm not going to put it out there.
2: I see. That's It's a very realistic approach. Yes. But you got to have some fun, Linz. It's fun.
1: It, fun isn't very literal. <laughs> I guess that's my problem. Like that's like all fair and love and work. I'm like I don't know what that means because like I'm not going to participate in something that I don't know the social rules for. Oh, that's fair. I'll I'll, I'll just do me. I I'll participate, but in my own way. I won't be pressured. Who's calling you?
2: That's Bixby. 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 It's if you have an Android. If you have a Samsung Galaxy, it's the Siri. Of you and all
1: 10 of your fan clubs uh, can ex- have fun there. Excuse me. Excuse me. You know who was in our fan club for sure, though? Who? Tony Gwynn Jr.
2: The the
1: MLB Odyssey Insider? That particular Tony Gwynn Jr. From our conversation San Diego? From San Diego. He was in San Diego. He's still in San Diego because he talks about them to the San Diegans about the Padres and things. We have a conversation with him on the way on the other
0: Lindsey Brown and Adrian Hernandez. The Playmakers. Exclusively on 1140 to bet.
2: Lindsay, we are crossing enemy lines into the beautiful city known as San Diego. Lindsey, please put the broom away because on the line is Odyssey MLB insider Tony Gwen Jr. Insider calls are brought to you by Driveway.com. Looking for a car? Go to Driveway.com where you can get pre qualified, buy a car, and get it delivered.
1: Manny, thanks for taking the time to join, uh, to talk some ball with us today, Tony, especially after the week that was and the weekend that was. So much hype that was headed into the Padres-Dodgers series. They played three games this past weekend, but the Padres lost all three and were outscored 20-4. to I mean, Manny just says we'll keep baseballing, but is there any reason to be wary of the big move that the Padres made last week?
3: No, I don't know if there's reason to be wary at all. I think, you know, ultimately, no matter the moves you make, excuse me, it boils down to, you know, who, who plays better, who plays the better game. And, you know, the Dodgers for the last three games uh, in L.A., they were the better team. And so, you know, I think in the course of 162 games, you got to try to keep things in perspective, not try to blow them up. Obviously, there was a lot of attention because of the moves the Padres made, but ultimately it the Dodgers are a really good ball club. And so in order to beat them, you have to play – uh, as close to perfect as possible, and the Padres didn't do that this weekend.
2: And, and, and Tony, just to preface why I say crossing into enemy lines, because here in Vegas, uh, here at uh, 1140, the bet, we are the home of the Dodgers here. And I kind of, before, like, take me back Friday afternoon, or matter of fact, as the trade deadline's happening and the news breaks. As a city, how excited, what was the energy level when they found out that, yo, the Padres are for real. They're going after it. It's not just Juan yeah. Soto. We're getting Josh Hader. We're getting Josh Bell um, and everything. Like, how's the excitement level in the city getting these high level players?
3: It, it, I mean, before this weekend, it was buzzing. <laughs> I mean, like, I don't remember a time being in Petco Park, especially the first day both guys arrived. Um, I don't ever. I don't remember a time where the stadium. You could like, it was palpable. Like, you could feel it. The energy. There was just this buzz. Clearly. Uh, the city is, is 100% behind it. Now, you know, uh, you still got to go out and win ballgames. As we saw this weekend, that's not always going to be easy, especially when you're facing a Dodger ball club that has really been a, a, a well-oiled machine for the past eight, nine, ten years. So, um, there's going to take some time for the new guys to gel, but I have no doubt that when we get towards the end of the season that these two teams will see each other again, and, and, and um, it'll be a good series when it happens.
1: I'm not going to say that the the pennant isn't out of reach, but when you're 15 and a half games back from the Dodgers with uh, just less than two months left, it's going to be really tough. But I I was watching one of your interviews with Colin Coward uh, earlier last week. You mentioned – finding success these days in the leagues. It's about taxing, starting pitching, and getting to those relievers early. It's something that's super easier said than done, especially in this era of pitching, as it is to say, just extend the at-bat as a hitter. Who's been most effective as a hitter for the Padres this season in this way, and what enables them to be so effective?
3: That's a good question. I, I think, uh, you know, surprisingly, it's probably been Jerickson Profile. He's the one who has consistently, I mean, from the beginning of the season to now, um, Exemplifies what it means to tax a pitcher, and that that looks different for 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 everybody, right? Attacking a pitcher could mean running his pitch count up to where he starts, you know, missing and missing over the middle of plate. Uh, taxing a, a pitcher could also end up showing up later in a ball game. It doesn't have to necessarily show up right then. But in terms of the Padres lineup, Profar is one of the guys who do, who does it well. Uh, obviously, Juan Soto, he's leading the world in walks right now. I think the closest guy next to him is 25 walks behind. He does that, and he does it on a consistent basis. And, you know, that's the thing I marvel about the Dodgers. When you watch them play and you watch that lineup from top to bottom, they all have elements of it. And I think that's where um, the sweet spot is. Offenses will try to to get nine guys who can kind of put at-bats together like that because when you do it, it usually pays dividends at the end of a ball game.
2: Tony Gwynn Jr. joining us here, our MLB Odyssey insider. And on the flip side, and I may be biased because Manny Machado's on my fantasy team, but he's been (laughs) in a slump since he's returned from uh, injury. Do you see any signs of him returning the form, or is this going to be status quo as the season goes on?
3: No, I think think he'll get hot again. You know, that ankle injury was pretty gnarly, and, and, you know, most people thought he was going to miss a lot more time than he ended up. Uh, and I think he's still dealing with that. I, I know he's on the training table all the time trying to get that ankle as close to normal as he possibly can. But um, he's too talented. He he won't continue to uh, slump as he has. I think he'll get back. He'll get hot. He'll ride that wave. Hopefully that wave comes in September and in October because that's when you're going to need him to be at his best anyway.
1: Speaking of superstars on the men, Fernando Tatis Jr. has been sidelined all season but made his rehab assignment debut this past week, weekend. That bone in his left wrist obviously impacts his swing as does his mental processing speed, but what part of the swinging motion poses the biggest challenge to him as he works back to big league speed?
3: You know, that's a good question. I think, I think it probably is when he's trying to stop his swing. Um, that, mm. to me, would probably be the, the check swing where you get going full tilt and you're trying to stop it on a dime that probably will be the thing that he has to uh, the hump he has to get over the other thing aside from from swinging the bat is sliding you know you put that hand down as you're going full tilt on a feet per slide um, there's a lot of weight that that ends up on there now I, I I'm sure he's probably working on getting both hands up so that he's not putting that hand down but that's a tough habit to break I think that's why these uh, these rehab games are so are so important is so that you know, you get over the swing hurdle, but there are so many other elements to his game, especially the, as hard as he plays, um, that I think the the sliding, the diving, I think those are elements he's going to have to get over. And it sounds like through the first two days, it's gone good.
2: And as you're talking, Tony, I kind of want to ask you, because coming up here in a couple of weeks, we're going to have Grant Hill on the show. And as I'm doing the research, it kind of amazed me how many times he came back from injury way too soon because he wanted to. I um, mean, I know Bob Melvin uh, on Sunday said that mid August is where they're looking at for Tatis to come back. Obviously this wild card race with Philadelphia, like everything's tight throughout all these games are going to matter throughout the end of the season to get this spot, to get into the playoffs. Are you concerned that they might rush him back when he's not ultimately ready from this injury?
3: I'm actually not because they took their time, even allowing him to swing the bat. Like, it was, I mean, I was so tired of talking about bone scans. When's his next? Because he had to cross this certain hurdle. Finally, he got to that point. He was swinging off the tee. And so I think the Padres have been overly cautious uh, when it comes to Fernando and his wrist for that reason. Because it's, a, it's, a, it's an injury that can have a lasting impact if you don't take care of it the right way. So I'm actually pretty comfortable with how the Padres have handled it. And I think more importantly, Fernando's comfortable with it.
1: Those consequences and those actions always tend to come back and bite you in the butt when you don't expect it, if you don't take care of uh, your business when you need to. And that could be probably said about the Aaron Judge contract negotiation. That's not really going on with the Yankees right now. They've been embroiled in those extension talks for months. He bet on himself and has taken down the house this year, and he could very well be in a different uniform by next season. Would it be disastrous for baseball if he were to play elsewhere? Because I think there is irreparable damage to the Yankee brand. But what do I care about them for? (laughs)
3: <laughs> yeah, I don't know that a lot of people uh would care as much as you are right now in terms of irreparable damage to them. I I don't see that being um a, a situation that that hurts their reputation. I mean the Yankees have You been let the Yankees Derek Jeter
1: every- of his generation walk away?
3: You don't Rams. think that's a bad
1: idea considering they haven't won a championship since oh nine?
3: First, as good as Judge has been, he is certainly not the Derek Jeter uh for, for the Yankees. I mean it's it's a different ball game. First of all, Derek Jeter, I don't know, he very rarely missed any time. Um, and so it was easy to rely on him. Kind of overrated too, right? Yeah.
2: God. Right, Tony? Like, like, like Tony, get, Tony, you Tony real quick.
3: To, you are not getting me real, to say Derek Jeter's overrated.
2: Real, real quick, real quick. All I'm saying is if he was on the Royals, we he ain't getting the 10-part documentary on ESPN. That's all I'm saying. Continue, though, sir. Thank you for the time. Thank you for joining us. I'm sorry. Sorry to interrupt. <laughs> I just needed to say that. I'm sorry.
3: Listen, listen, Esley. Uh, Derek Jeter is – Derek Jeter, yes, partly because he played for the Yankees, but Derek Jeter is Derek Jeter because of what he did in October. That's why he gets the notoriety that he gets, and then everything else on, the, on top of that is just icing. So uh, Derek Jeter is, is 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 a Hall of Famer, and no one can take that away from him. I don't care if he played for the Yankees. I don't care if he played for the Royals. If the Royals were getting to the postseason and he was doing the things that he was doing – He'd have a ten-part series as well. I know people would like to like to try to dog my man DJ, but he he, he deserves all the accolades he's got.
2: How do you feel about Omar Vizquel, though?
3: I mean, one of the best defensive shortstops to ever. Okay, thank you. Great you, field.
2: I'm no sorry. Doubt. I'm from Cleveland. Tony. Both things Tony.
3: can be true. Both <laughs> things can be true.
1: What am I gonna ask him about Nick Punto next? We can go with the Minnesota <laughs> Twins fandom, where ah, he's better too defensively. Come on.
3: I know Nick Bouto very well, a.k.a. the Shredder. He's a good guy.
1: Yeah, that guy, he was amazing in the field. but And you need an at-bat, he was not the person that I would call. But we love him uh, just the same.
2: Um, Real quick, two big pictures with the Padres. Um, 13-game stretch that's about to start tonight against sub-500 teams. Obviously, like I said earlier, uh, the Padres battling with the Phillies for that wild-card spot. Do you like that they're going to be in this high-pressure situation throughout the season with all these these new players on the team and getting accustomed to each other and everything and, and being in those high-pressure situations because that's what October's all about?
3: I, I do. It, it's, there's, not a better, there's not a better practice field than being in that type of environment as you aspire to be in, in October. So I think it's a good thing uh, that they have these games that are going to be extremely important. The Phillies are breathing down their back and – Listen, it, it was never going to be easy. I know people look at rosters and and they make assumptions based on what they see on paper, but the, it typically wild car races are wild car races because they're close. And so, I expect this to be no different. But the fact that the Padres will have to be in this type of environment, I think, serves them well, uh, especially if they can get into October.
1: Uh, who's playoff bound? You know, if if they should make the playoffs, uh, bullpen best covers up for deficiencies present elsewhere in their team.
3: I mean, the best bullpen in baseball is the Dodgers. I mean, statistically, I, I I test. I mean, they got it going. Now, here's the question I have for the Dodgers: They have mastered regular season play, probably better than anybody in baseball. Uh, will those? same relievers be able to perform when they are called upon a little bit earlier and a little bit more often come postseason time. That'll be the biggest hurdle for the Dodgers to get over if there is a hurdle that they have.
2: And then and then Tony, I don't know when we're going to speak to you again. So big picture wise, heading into the playoffs, how do you feel San Diego matches up? Of course, we've, we've talked about the Dodgers, but the Mets, the Braves, the Cardinals, etc. as they get into the playoffs and try to win this uh, championship.
3: I feel a lot better about those matchups right now than I do the Dodgers. I mean, just, and that's just based on what we've seen during the regular season. The Padres handled the Phillies. They handled the Mets very well. I know it was without the ground, but they saw Scherzer the last time they were in New York. They went toe to toe. They beat him. They beat the Braves, won each of the series here and there. And so, you know, that's really all we have to go up. Now, obviously, you get into September on that stage under those bright lights sometimes performances can can fluctuate. So, you know, you can't account for that now. But just based on what we've seen here in the regular season, the Padres didn't have Juan Soto at the time. They didn't have Josh Bell or Josh Hader at the time. So I, I feel pretty good about those matchups. They just haven't been able to quite crack this puzzle called the Los Angeles Dodgers just yet.
1: I'm sure baseball fans are pretty pumped, though, that we get that rivalry specifically nine more times
3: before the postseason even starts, though. If you like baseball, you, you certainly should be excited because uh, I can tell you, being in L.A. this last weekend, being here when the Dodgers came to town, uh, there's not a better buzz in a building when those two teams get, to be- get together. Now, uh, you just hope that the, the, the matchup is, lives up to the expectation that everybody has.
1: Tony, it's been an absolute pleasure today. We appreciate your insight and experience, especially with all these games left uh, against one another as uh, the regular season sprints to its conclusion. Be well, stay hydrated, my friend, and we'll see you in the postseason.
3: You guys do the same. Thank you.
2: There he is. That was Odyssey MLB insider Tony Gwynn Jr. Insider calls are brought to you by driveway.com. Head to driveway.com today to shop more than 25,000 new and used cars in Driveway's nationwide inventory. Coming up. We gotta say happy birthday to the MVP Asia Wilson and we'll talk aces on the Playmakers.
0: We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You better over here! Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. The Playmakers, exclusively on 1140 The Bet. It is now time,
2: Lindsay. Yeah? For news according to Adrian.
1: On a mess Monday?
2: (laughs) What can get better, Lindsay? Not very much. We're living the life. And our news according to Adrian brought to you by that brand new Odyssey app that is still 100% free. And what some are saying is revolutionary, the Kansas City Royals have announced... A new food item. Lindsay, buckle up. Okay. The new barbecue Reese's sandwich now available at Royals games consists of Reese's peanut butter cups, pulled pork, Uh. sweet baby Ray's barbecue sauce, and bacon.
1: It seems like a lot of things that usually go together with one that doesn't.
2: Yeah, the chocolate being mixed in there. Shout yeah. outs Shout out to toilets everywhere. This is like
1: when the Utahans put ice cream or they put milk in their soda. It's weird. I don't I don't really understand. But isn't that what's root going beer?
2: On. Right? It's a root beer float. It's a root beer float That's so, different. But that's like a that's, thing. That's,
1: that's that's ice cream is different than milk. They put milk in what their do you pops. Mean? It's like the same they thing. They roll up and they say diet coke with the, with milk.
2: Well listen, if you roll up and eat I this, you're going to have a good time.
1: But that's Utah in general. <laughs>
2: peanut butter cups pulled pork. Of George. The I feel like the barbecue sauce will kind of overpower the peanut butter cups, which then the the peanut butter cups also peanut butter gives you like a soothing like a smooth thought, kind of what I don't know what the word eat it I'm looking there's for. chocolate
1: in there.
2: Well no, Reese's Reese's and Butterfingers, I'm a fan of.
1: I feel like peanut butter is, like, something that a real foodie would say, yeah, it's really good on food, but actually isn't, you know, like, other than an ice cream and whatnot. I just, like, that – I love pulled pork. I love barbecue sauce as of, like, two years ago, only with, like, pulled pork and stuff. But, like, I just can't get on board with the peanut butter cup.
2: I wonder if the Royals can can –
1: I wonder if they could they could FedEx you one. Yeah,
2: mail us, mail us. Maybe something. they're FedEx
1: you that that peanut butter cup with pulled pork sandwich along with Nick Waugh's shiny new contract with your golden knights, forgot to lead with this because we got caught up in like me. And so um he signed uh an extension today, Nick Waugh. the uh basically the guy who does a little bit of everything for your Vegas Golden Knights, a five year deal, three million dollars per. And that's a little, that's a little, you know, rich for me when it comes to Nick Waugh, but here's the bit he can play on first line. He can play on second line, he can play on third line, he can play on fourth line and play all different roles. And if he starts hitting the net on a consistent basis, people, it is over. Because we know that guy has uh a knack for the net.
2: A very a when utility, he's crashing. utility type player. Oh, hell yeah. Flexible, can be hell put yeah. into
1: and a bruiser too. Like that's the thing. He's he's a he's a bigger body, he can play tough, he can play fast, and he knows his role and, and can do what is asked. And that's like as a former coach, sometimes it's not about being the most talented, it's about being the most coachable. And he is definitely one of those. Ooh,
2: okay. You want to cut
1: that up for uh, for, our, for our podcast thing today since we're only doing an hour?
2: Uh, yeah, I think we could put that up there. We've
1: had a lot of great inspirational signs today.
2: On August yeah. 8th, a little VGK thoughts, huh? Yep.
1: Yep. Look at all these buttons you're what? resurrecting over there. With well, Fernando earlier. Megan's
2: always on the top of my mind. But yeah. Also, I don't know if you saw over the weekend uh, with Kevin Hart and the yeah, Rock. Yeah, with the no Rock. Media. Yeah,
1: what did he ask the Rock? Which person would you most like to be a pet for? Yeah, and
2: he very, <laughs> very.
1: The Rock was like, I'd let her take me for a walk.
2: Yeah, she was a Megan mega Stallion. Next question. It
1: wasn't even. He's like, we don't need to elaborate. I'm like, I don't think anybody else needed your elaboration either.
2: Her her boyfriend has to feel terrible. Why? Because number one, the Rock was a lot of people's childhood heroes because he's the Rock yeah and now your childhood hero is over here thirsting thirsting for your girlfriend
1: yeah how many people can say that also beat that your my ass girlfriend too. is that i suppose that's kind of a gross thing to think about though but i feel like boys are like yeah my girlfriend's so desirable or whatever just yeah like, well Fit. yeah All but right.
2: usually it's not a dude who can beat your ass Like the rock can. It's the rock. (laughs) So it's
1: like. uh, He's just, you know, paying his respects. I'm pretty sure he's married. Do you have a problem with like your significant other noticing uh, attractiveness in somebody else? No, people are beautiful. Exactly. And then but this... I can, you can control yourself.
2: Yeah, but the way The Rock answered that wasn't just like she's like, Well, you moved on lady. quickly.
1: We don't need like, to ah, 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 Megan. Yeah. Gross, I need dog. stop ah, it. Ew. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> Happy birthday, Asia Wilson. <laughs> this woman, ma'am. I tell you what, K-Plum gets a lot of smoke. Chelsea Gray gets a lot of smoke. Derrick Hamby, who came off uh, came off the bench last night for the first time in forever, gets a lot of smoke. And there's a lot of people, Jackie Young, that, that make this team go. But when nobody was getting buckets early on in the game, you know who we count on? Back rim Asia Wilson. That woman hits nothing, doesn't even touch the net. Like There's just something about the balls being so perfectly placed that it just hits that little back part of the rim and just drops down. You're like, what an absolute delight. And she was last night in an 89-81 win, which I watched over Seattle. It was the last home game regular season for Sue Bird, and so I just felt like out of respect.
2: And it was on, ESPN, or yeah, on ABC, yeah, also actually. also that. That me. was
1: more of like iTunes. I was like, oh, this game's on, so I watched it. And it was a, a hotly contested one. There wasn't a whole lot of leads Uh, nobody led by more than four points, at least in the first quarter, but Asia was 11 points, five for nine from shooting. And we've talked a lot about this year about like the three point shooting and stuff, but there's a different level of commitment to defense. And I think a lot of that starts and stops with her. And it's just, it's almost unfair how talented this team is because there's not enough breath in your lungs to like get out everyone before you start talking about really who has been the motor of this entire thing. Like, K Plum, you send in for the dagger, for the kill. But Asia's the one that you send in for the battle.
2: And how good of a team is it that I'm like, well, actually, don't forget about Chelsea Gray. Right. See what I'm saying? I, I mentioned like, Chelsea Gray. <laughs> no, but I'm like, to me, I'm oh,
1: like... Oh, 100%.
2: What she's doing, like, she's standing... Every, every game, she is doing something so remarkable.
1: There's probably no person that I've watched and very limited watching, obviously that plays off a body better than her right now. Honestly, Chelsea gray, like you can't, you can't face her at all. And sometimes I'm like, well, is it off the body or is it the shooting motion? I'd say that's kind of the same for, for Asia. She's got a little bit of a quicker one. I swear, sometimes it's just all about not having that rock back and just having that, that kind of fire away shot, like when I learned how to shoot, which was, you know, self-taught, so clearly. <laughs> I have, like, a little bit of a I, – I, like, tilt that right hand back and then that's how I kind of throw it that way. But then you're almost reliant on your body and, like, the flow rather than just – the trigger point of your own bit, but that's why they're played. They're paid to play basketball at high level, and I'm paid to talk about it.
2: And you bring up the crowd. You're right. Sold out crowd over eighteen thousand. Yeah. Uh, the cool thing was those tickets were sold out July twentieth, so almost three weeks before. Seabird
1: means a whole hell of a lot to that yeah. community.
2: Largest crowd in the WNBA this season. Uh, largest crowd at that arena where the Sonics used to play, mm-hmm. and the Aces was still that. You said it was a close game throughout, but every time that. The um, storm was trying to battle back like they closed the door Mm -hmm. and uh, you brought up De'Erica Hamby after the game. They asked her. They asked Coach Becky Hammond about why she wasn't in there in crunch time and Kia Stokes was in. Uh, Interestingly enough, I don't know what's going on or what why the decision was being made but Key Stokes will be finishing out games until further notice, which is the quote that Becky Hammond gave to the media. I
1: like that little change-up because like, you just think about, okay, so if everybody's a starter, you start at this time, this time, you come out at this time, and you go back in at this time. A little bit of a change-up to pace with, with, with Derek Hamby heading in with a full head of steam, fresh legs. like That could help them down the stretch where they've really started to struggle when they've had those losing games, where they, if they're not getting blown out, that they just all of a sudden they'll have that three- or four-minute Span about six seven minutes left in the quarter, where all of a sudden they'll get outscored like twelve to two.
2: And there's a week left Keep in their, the season. Get their
1: twelve lower and our two higher. Yeah, right? and
2: we need because it's going to be a seven to seven to eight woman rotation. Yep. Um, especially with some of these games, the Commissioner Cup. And there's not the one in done
1: playoffs anymore. It's th- best of three in the opening rounds, and so there's a lot of different considerations to make, especially with a team that has been called top heavy and over reliant on certain legs
2: yeah and real quick a week left in the season um the aces have three games left tomorrow versus the atlanta dream thursday against the chicago sky here in vegas and then we close it out with seattle coming here uh sue Bird's last regular season game so chicago sky is the number one seed um they their magic but number we're two is two and one.
1: we're two and one over them this year i believe yeah
2: and so and their magic number right now is two Uh, Meaning they can win a game or if we lose a game, they can clinch that number one seed. The Aces can fall Mm -hmm. as far Mm -hmm. as the fourth seed, depending on how everything happens. But they can also still secure that number one seed versus Atlanta Dream. They just actually played here about two weeks ago and Atlanta beat them. Uh, So it's going to be important to finish out. This week strong because, of course, you want as, as high of a seed as possible. And you're going to be facing the best teams heading into the playoffs, which is a good scenario. A good litmus test as we head into the playoffs with a week
1: left. I no would hate it if they were the second seed and had to play at Chicago should we all get there. Winning on the road is a little bit easier in, in championship mode. What do you mean? I think it's easier to win on the road. I think they're you have to focus up. You all get on this little tube and hopefully your plan stays on time. i like one of the other uh, WNBA teams that is sleeping in an airport last night again uh, before their game today. Um, and everybody's just kind of like focused up and there's not as much like pressure in the building to like perform, to be yourself. Like it gets loud and I've been into one game and it was amazing, but the lights can be a little bit brighter and, and this team is battle tested and they've, been almost to the promised land and stopped. the and and I believe in their trajectory that this year is their year, kind of like how the Colorado Avalanche were in the NHL this year. But they won it on the road. They had a chance to sweep at home and they couldn't do it. If you look at where did the Warriors win their championship on the road? Most championships are won on the road. And so I, I wouldn't mind it. But the one seed would be pretty great.
2: I kind of I, I want that one seed over Chicago. I'd rather
1: have Chicago all the pressure to repeat to give Candace another another thing to really think about should i come back after am i going to be able to three p you know real give them something to think about that's what i would do the stakes
2: couldn't be higher for either or we're, we're heading on the collision course with Chicago. We like ours medium rare <laughs> uh medium well. medium me too i was just doing for the joke.
1: no i don't like i don't like my cows moving I think you don't like the blood on it. I mean, I like the cows if they're moving and they're not dead, but if they're dead and they're still moving, that's a problem.
2: Bitches and blood will be my Bi- last words on this show. Sorry,
1: it's a great <laughs> quote you just put out there. Happy for you. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow for a full bit as long as Adrian's feeling up to it. Otherwise, be well to each other, mostly to yourselves. Use your blinkers because people are dying out there and use your uh, life is abyss. 22 hours. I already got messed up. All right, bye.